0: Hey all, welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank and today we're talking with W. Maxwell Prince and Martin Morezó. How are you guys doing today?
1: Yeah, I'm great. I'm doing Excellent. great
2: too.
0: Yeah. Today we're talking about Art Brutes. Uh, this is from Image Comics, of course, and it's a really cool comic book. Delves into the art world. Uh, to start off, what inspired you guys to go into a comic book that talks about art like this?
1: Sure. Well, just, you know, to uh, put all of our cards on the table, um, the ARP Root is technically a re-release from the first uh, book that Martine and I ever did together called The Electric Sublime. Um, we, we put that out on a different publisher about six or seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was originally called ARP Root. And then because there was another book with a similar name on stands, we had to change the title last minute. It was called, and we switched it, I I switched it to The Electric Sublime. Um, Clearly, they didn't have a lot of good ideas uh, at the time for a new title. Uh, So that came out, but um, it kind of went under the radar. Um, And Martine and I had such fun working together that we went on to work uh, on Ice Cream Man for ever since, basically. Um, And once we got the rights back to that old book, uh, I think we both looked at it and said, This is still pretty good. Um, yeah. this is still our voice, uh my voice, his hand, our shared vision for things, which has only kind of um uh grown stronger over the years. Uh so it seemed right uh to try to give people a second shot at reading the story. Um and we were very lucky that uh Eric Stevenson and Image said, Okay. Um, but so that's all to say that I've had um So it's a it's a re-release. But as for the story itself, um, uh, I I think both Martine and I have uh, a background in um, various forms of art, whether it be classical art, graphic design, mixtures of both. Um, And so when when I wanted to write an art history story, uh, I reached out to Martine and he said, uh, yes.
0: (laughs) Martine, what is your history in art? I know, obviously, you do the ink and and penciling on this one, but how far back does that go for you?
2: Yeah, well, I, I studied uh, uh, graphic design at the university, um, and then I had a class of, of uh, art history, especially modern art history. And I was like uh, uh, really fond of it, and, and, and was a really uh, a real fan of it, and, and, and get to know about many art movements, especially from the beginning of the 20th century. That I was really into them, and uh, when when Will contacted me about doing this book, you know. About uh, mixing art and, and art history and, and with uh, comic books, the first thing I thought was, how come nobody did this like for a series, you know? And and and, and I thought this is such a brilliant idea, and and I want to be a part of it. And and Will said, look, you probably you will have to touch up uh, and do some editing over classical art paintings, and you will have to probably draw in your style, but sometimes you you will have to like do a, 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 like a, a acoustic, uh panel or, or, or scene. And I was, yes, 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 please. Yes, I love that that kind of challenges when, when I sit to draw for a comic book. So I was totally into it. And, and, and yeah, we started working together there.
0: How difficult is that to try to mimic somebody else's artwork? Like in the first issue, of course, we have the Mona Lisa with the Winking Lady. How hard is that to try to mimic that?
2: uh well the, the, the part that when i did like the the, the um, editing over the the classic image it's like because i don't know like being because of being a graphic designer i do i did a lot of touch up over images with photoshop for example mm-hmm. so that that was somehow hard to find the texture and all but it's it's like a, 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 you're touching up an image you know like um um and and the other side well we had this kind of um uh, idea like uh, everything that is real in in the paintings like is with a with a classic uh uh style you know like a, a realism uh i will draw that in my comic book style because it, it should mix what reality is in in our comic but yeah. the hardest parts is probably is I, I don't want to spoil anybody but uh, we did some cubism and some pointillism so that was a bit harder but it was I think it I think the outcome is more or less good <laughs>
0: yeah well the first <laughs> okay. issue so far I'm already interested to see what's next of course it not to spoil okay. anything but it leaves you wanting so much more <laughs> uh, will, <laughs> <That's awesome.
1: laughs> yeah uh, will when
0: you're tr- when you're trying to bring in art history and you're trying to figure out okay how do I make this into a comic book clearly this character has an ability uh what made you choose this ability for this character
1: um you know I I'm not really sure. Uh, it's it's hard to say exactly where these kind of ideas come from. Lots of scribbling in your notebook and kind of, uh, in this case, you know, is where uh, an existing interest of mine, um, which is art history, uh, which I, I studied quite a bit um, when I was in college uh, a lifetime ago. Um, and I live in New York, so I'm uh, are surrounded by all these amazing museums and um I have a five year old daughter try to bring her to the museums and see the pieces of art so um just kind of always exposed to it It's always kind of um as part of the background noise in my head um, yeah. and i wanted i i do remember wanting to write a story about how art um affects your sanity uh because it was having a pretty a terrible effect on mine at the time. <laughs> um, so yeah, somehow it came together uh as this guy that can dive into paintings and, and solve problems, uh, which is art. If you if you're making anything, art is just full of problems um that you have to solve. Um, but that every time he did so, uh, it kind of um you know took a toll on his on his brain. Um yeah, the, I think it was just born of, of reality, which is that um, trying to solve art problems can leave you feeling really crazy.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that depth, though, because sometimes when you think of like an art themed hero, you might be like, you know, maybe a condiment king or he's just splashing around paint or has a very broad accent or something like that. But no, this character, uh, you, we meet him in in a ward where he's being treated and we're not sure which side he's on, if he's all there. And it's exciting to kind of follow his sanity with him uh, with that. He has a friend he keeps with him. That is pretty cool. We have Manny. What was the idea behind bringing in Manny? Is it just a tool for him or is it our guide?
1: Uh, at least for me, the idea with Manny, I um, so I didn't go to art school, but I lived in a house with six people that went to art school oh, wow. um, and In college, Uh, and yet I was the only one that was taking art history classes, which I always (laughs) thought was kind of funny. Um, But they all had these little wooden mannequins as part of their um, introductory painting classes. And, uh, uh, you know, people use it to this day for uh, poses and uh, postures and styles and stuff. Um, And I just thought, you know, what if what if that was his little um, dragoman inside? uh the world of art his little his little guide so he's he's a little bit of everything he's a he's a factotum he's a uh comic relief um he's a seven foot talking piece of wood yeah
0: yeah it 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 throws you off a little bit when all of a sudden you're inside the painting and you're like oh no he is real and art knows what he's doing when he's talking to him (laughs) you know it's not and he's um, and he's wearing
1: a beret which was yes (laughs) there could be no other choice
0: uh yeah i can't wait to see uh how director breslin's gonna be able to have a conversation with him after this (laughs) if we're gonna see director breslin once they get out start talking to the wooden (laughs) mannequin i I hope that happens (laughs) that's gonna be a lot of fun um let's go ahead and start talking more about the comic book itself these panels i've noticed are kind of margin to margin wide panels um very clearly defined but i noticed they're pretty wide was there any sort of reasoning behind that choice and layout. It's less like small panels, bigger panels.
2: No, it's just uh, um, the idea of doing something, I don't know, like in widescreen and keep that yeah. in mind. You know, I, I. it was, I think it was a particular time when I did many, many layouts uh, that way. I, I was, uh, when we started working uh, on on Brut. Uh, like it was like in 2015, I was uh, still finishing Great Pacific which was another book of mine I, I, I published in, in Image Comics with writer Joe Harris um, and I was like using these white panels I was into that structure and I I more or less kept that uh, throughout my career let's say because there are many issues of ice cream and I do the same so it's like I don't know It's I, I tend to do those kind of panels it's hard seeing a page done by me with, a, with like a, a a uh, complete uh, hate of the page uh, panel. You know, it's, I usually do like this, this, uh, this landscape uh, layout, let's say. But it, there is no particular uh, thing with this book on that side. It's just a thing of, of, with that has to do with me and my style, let's say.
0: Yeah. It reads very cinematically, though. You know, the way you pace through it, it feels, very cinematic in yeah, that way, I like
2: it. I know, it usually happens that way, you know, when you do those landscapes, it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like working with a, a 70 millimeters camera, you know, it's like yeah. doing it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of that. I, I, I guess it comes from that, but I'm not sure if I do it oftenly, let's say. yeah, It's, mm-hmm. it's not a, something particular without good.
0: What else have you brought forward from Ice Cream Man, which is probably what you guys are most known for?
1: Um yeah, so again, since this is uh a re-release, um, in a oh, lot of ways yeah. <laughs> it's it's actually ice cream man that is pulling forward from our brute. But that's right, um each issue of our brute has new material in it. Um these kind of I call them in this list, it's, uh silver age style backups. I don't know if that's technically correct. Uh, could be golden age <laughs> style. I actually not sure. Uh they are tongue-in-cheek uh, and done in a very specific um sort of way um and those new that new material is done by me uh the 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 book itself is colored by a brilliant colorist named uh matt lopez uh from brazil and then on the new material the back the backup stories we're calling them uh they're done by b martin and our ice cream Man collaborator uh chris o'halloran from ireland um so we're kind of bringing team ice cream man onto the end of each chapter to uh, bring it back to life a little bit more and to add to the story that we created a long time ago.
0: I enjoy the tone of that last section though. It's far more comedic, a lot faster paced, almost like a Saturday morning cartoon at the end of, of a really deep story. So uh, that was a, <laughs> that was a really fun little story at the end. Um, will we learn more about Dylan in the uh, child in the story? He's kind of the B plot. Is he going to become more of an important character or is he just a doorway to the next chapter?
1: uh he's he's an important character um or at least an important idea as a character for what someone with that deep a connection with art can can do to the world um i don't want to spoil anything but Mm -hmm. uh he he shows up uh quite a few times okay okay
0: yeah he he just feels like a character that's just a mystery box of course and we can't wait to see i mean he draws very well there's got to be something there um and then we have director breslin Is Director Breslin representing anything? She doesn't seem to be, you know, I think she knows factually what the art world is, but she doesn't seem to have the passion that people around her have.
1: Uh, So she is the new director of the BAI, uh, which is a purely fictitious uh, federal organization uh, called the uh, Bureau of Artistic Integrity. Mm -hmm. Um, The idea is that she was, you know, kind of just an agent Um, doing her job for a long time and this job of uh, this honor of being director of the whole agency was thrust upon her um, which we kind of get into in the backup stories uh, who the previous director was and then the idea would be um, if we got to do more our Brute in the future which is our hope at least maybe four more um, that we could get more into why she wound up being director Um, but yeah she's uh she's the she's the cop you know this is largely yeah. a, a thriller police procedural and she takes uh maintaining the world of art very seriously and so she is uh in a lot of ways the straight man she um mm-hmm. she's, she's there to do her job and solve a problem and doesn't have a lot of patience for uh a wackadoodle like like arthur so yeah
0: i i for some reason want her to like Try to find Carmen San Diego or something you know
1: <laughs> I'm looking, I'm ready for our next big case. <laughs> That's we, we, we might just have one depending on uh, how sales go yeah I, I'm looking forward to it. of course,
0: uh, I will be heading out to my local comic shop to pick it up. Uh, right. The comic book is releasing now on December 14th. Do you guys want to reveal why it got pushed back a week for those people at home?
1: Sure. Uh, Image has this really wonderful uh, initiative alongside um an a up, young up and coming artist named Todd McFarlane. um <laughs> where and he's got like a little doodle of his called spawn or something like that um spawn that's right spawn um image has allowed every every book to do a special spawn cover um for the month of December and a little bit into January um, and so, for our brute, uh, we had this idea. Martine and I, uh, mostly just Martine, of um, Arthur kind of painting the Spawn Number One cover.
0: Oh, wow! Uh,
1: so it's it's a uh, uh, Martine uses his amazing skills to draw Arthur um, uh, in front of this huge canvas, and then uses kind of a digital technique to recreate Todd McFarlane's Spawn Number One cover. And the final output is that we have this really fun variant cover that features both our story and also the actual art for for Spawn number one. Um, And I think Image liked it so much that they wanted to give uh, shops more time to put in orders uh, for the variant. Um, I see, you know, so last week was the first uh, week of Spawn releases, and I see a lot of them are selling out and going back to print. Mm -hmm. Oh. Um, so, uh, that should be interesting to see if, if we joined that group or not. Um, you never know, but, uh, I think our spawn cover came out pretty fantastic. So that is why we, okay. we got pushed back a week.
0: So cool to see, of course, spawn just, he's one of the tentpoles at that, that image, maybe the biggest one, of course, uh, is that added pressure for you, Martine to like, oh, we got to nail this, this variant cover.
2: Oh yes yes, yes, absolutely exactly, and mostly because I couldn't relate somehow I, I couldn't find a relation a relation a possible relation between spawn and our book. you know it was really hard, and i and we thought about it we we, we talked about it with with will, and we came up with this idea like Arthur painting that that famous uh spawn one cover, so yeah, yeah, it was stressful because I don't know you want. You want uh, Todd to like it, you know? But Yeah. Uh, yeah I, <laughs> I guess he did. I don't know. <laughs>
1: yeah. It it, it um, winds yeah. up it, it winds up being very true to what we do inside the book, which is Martin uh, painstakingly recreating an existing work of art, and then also because of, he changes the title uh, type, um, having to use his graphic design skills to uh, oh. alter it slightly. Yeah. It's basically. Just, you know, closing the eye of the Mona Lisa he's, but in this case, it's, it's Todd McFarlane's spawn number one cover. So I think where, where we landed turns out to be, uh, exactly what we should have done for a spawn variant for Art prune.
0: Yeah, that's perfect. And then of course, hopefully in the future we could see, um, I mean, we have so many wonderful pieces of art history to dive into, but maybe we can get some pop culture art and stuff like that. Diving into those because his ability to go into the painting. Well, let me let me ask you: When he goes into the painting, are we seeing basically a different world, or are we seeing a history of that specific piece? And are they interconnected?
1: Uh, I think that last thing you said is, is really makes the most sense, right? I mean, um, every not every painting, a lot of paintings um, have uh, an incredible amount uh, amount of scholarship behind them, uh, not just what the painting is, but uh, in the case of let's say uh, the Mona Lisa. Um, who she might have been, where it was that she was possibly sitting, uh, you know. These historians um, look into uh, Da Vinci's uh, life and say, well, you know, where was she likely uh, at this time, and you know, what class was she of, and why was she maybe posing for this picture? So there's some real history that kind of fills us in on what, you know, what the background of the painting is, and then there's um, the stuff just beyond the frame, which is where Martine and comes in and you can, um, kind of create a mixture of both that real background, like an Italian landscape with what you would expect from inside the world of art, which is a lot of surrealism and a lot of yeah. things, uh, sort of floating and crossing over and playing with things spatially. So it's, um, uh, a lot of that is just Martin's genius of saying, "Hey, how how could I paint the back of the Mona Lisa, but then also make it something kind of surreal and heady?" so it's it's amazing. I can't praise the the
0: experimental art in this enough. There are some panels that don't even look like a comic book; they just look like straight up something that should be on a wall, and they're gorgeous. And we see like this one with Arthur, and the swirls behind him look like Starry Night, and so many really cool pieces in this. So. Guys, December 14th, get out there, post a picture of you guys at your local comic shop holding up this comic, especially if you get that Spawn variant. I might be needing you to send me a copy if you guys find one of those, and we really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, Will and Martine. I appreciate you guys joining us today.
1: Hey, thanks for having us. I'm going to say, yeah, thank uh, you very go, much. go Argentina. Go, oh, that's
0: awesome. yeah. go <laughs> Both Argentina.
1: Both my teams got
0: kicked out, so I'll be for Argentina now at this point. Oh, <laughs> <Seven>.
2: That's awesome. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs>
0: All right, guys, we'll have another interview for you next week. Thank you for joining us. Bye.